nofilter.net. It's an online live streaming platform where you can watch our shows live, knock, come into the booth, ask Big Ben a question, ask Kay Wynn a question, ask one of our guests. We've had Sean Casey, Kevin Euclid, Will Clark, Anthony Parker, Rick Buecher, and many, many more. Yeah, it's very simple. Just go to nofilter.net, search for us as hosts. You can also listen to our other collaborators or other contributors on the network. It's an opportunity to engage with our guests. You can chat with them. Russ is closing games. He's not closing games. Is AD the guy? Is LeBron the guy? Is LeBron playing bully ball or is he shooting threes out in the corner? A lot of questions, and they're going to have to answer some. I mean, we were 50 games in now. Why are we still having these questions? <laughs> we 50 games in, Kyle. Come on, man. It's too late for this shit. They need to get it together quickly. Obviously, Draymond is the ultimate utility piece on the Warriors lineup, and Kaminga's being is starting to become an excellent backup to him. Aaron Holiday, I think, is another low-key excellent pickup for the Suns. Game, you saw how Holiday was playing. He was picking up guys full court, and that's Those the type Holidays of guard. can defend all of them. Can they? They must go into a school of defense. <laughs> you know, like out the womb. I'm K. Win. Big Ben is out on PTO. Oh, so in his place as my point guard, we have Just Blaze. You know him from the Above the Rim podcast, the best NBA podcast in the yeah. game. What's going on? Nothing much, Kyle, man. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the invite as always. Shout out to Big Ben, too, even though he's not here. I appreciate you guys uh, inviting me on, man. We're going to get into some West Coast hoops here. Lakers, Warriors, Suns. Looks like it's a little small ball because if you're my point guard, I guess I'm the two guard. <laughs> We're going to have to go small here on this podcast. So I have to ask you the question, which I ask everyone who loves hoops. Who is your NBA player comp? Ooh, for myself? Yeah, for yourself. Ooh. And you can Ooh. even you can do it now, or if you were nasty back in the day, you could go into your prime too. Ooh, man. I'm a can I do a hybrid? A little Ooh, hybrid. That's even better. <laughs> I think for me, myself personally, a hybrid, Chris Paul, CP3, and Isaiah Thomas from the Detroit Pistons. Isaiah Thomas. Oh, uh, yeah, two of my favorite point guards of all time. Um, these guys are cerebralness. The competitiveness is which is which is what we share a lot, and um, yeah, overall knowledge and feel for the game, man. So that would be my NBA comp. And when I play hoops too, I play just like them. So that's a fact. If you ask anybody, I'm going. I always switch it up because that makes it fun. I'm going in undersized Josh Hart. So oh, okay. I'm only I'm only six feet, so I'm gonna be gritty. I'm gonna be grimy. It's gonna be a battle. Not yeah. the best shot. I'm going to hit some threes, but I'm going to go to war with you each and every night. So CP3 <laughs> and Josh Hart about to bring you this podcast. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Before we get into it, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, 80acres.com, at 80acres.com on Instagram, at 80acres.com on the internet. Delicious, healthy food, seed bars, butter, snacks, and more. If you're watching NBA podcasts, if you're listening to Big Ben and K-Win, if you're checking out Just Blaze, 88 Acres. And when you go to 88 Acres, use our promo code WST15. Again, WST15, get 15% off. Delicious, healthy food. I've got a public service announcement. Anthony Davis, AD, I don't know if he's in my top 15 this year, Just Blaze. I'm going to agree with that, man. I'm going to tell you right now. I, 
I, I don't think you're far off at all, especially this season. We'll be talking about this season. Now, his numbers still look good, though. His numbers still look good on the surface. But if you really watch those Lakers games, you see how he's not as impactful as he was in years past, especially with on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball. Defense is still pretty solid. He's still a great uh, help defender. But the Lakers' defense as a whole isn't great. So how great defensively is he being the anchor right now? Yeah, I could agree. The top fifteen. I would even go a step further. I don't think he's top twenty. Oh. Right yeah, a top twenty. He's definitely a top twenty talent. Definitely yes. a top ten talent. But this year, I don't know if he's even top twenty this year. I'm gonna be honest with you, guy. You you on to something right there, my man. Because I was going through this as I was preparing this podcast. If you go back to the COVID, the bubble year, 2019, mm-hmm. 2020, he was All NBA first team. And I made the argument, you could say he was top three, right? I, at that yeah. time, it was LeBron, uh, Kawhi, and AD because KD was hurt. So mm-hmm. he went from top three to maybe top 15 to maybe even top 20 this year. Didn't even make the All-Star game. So mm-hmm. my first question, can we still call Russ, LeBron, and AD the big three? Mm-hmm. Ooh, now that's a tricky one <laughs> because – you can call them that because they are three technically still stars in their own right, still stars individually. And technically at the core, that's what a big three is, is really what it is. It's three stars that are put together. And they are still stars, and especially with namesake, but have they played as well as a big three should play? Are they playing up to the capabilities of a big three? Obviously not, because they're not even in the playoffs right now. They're what, their ninth seed or 10th seed right now? So... Ah, are they playing? Are they a big three? Yes, in actuality, but uh, I can't call them a big three right now. Me personally, I can't. They're not big three worthy in my mind right now. So going into tonight, they've lost the last three, got smacked mm-hmm. by the Bucks, mm-hmm. lost to the Blazers. No CJ McCollum, no Dame, no Norman Powell. And then mm-hmm. they lost to the Warriors, which they were leading, and they just couldn't close out the game. Mm-hmm. So Typical what I've dad. seen is, is they keep struggling late in the game. Like, what have you seen? Because you watch a lot more basketball than I do, and you've seen the Lakers from start to finish this year. What are you observing that's going wrong as they close out games or just with the chemistry of the team? Yeah, well, it has a lot to do with the chemistry. It has, I think that's the basis of everything right now is the chemistry. Um, I talked about it in one of my episodes previously is that the Lakers, they're basically backpedaling this season. They're basically trying to play catch up to all the other teams in terms of continuity. Um, Because if you look at early in the season, in the preseason, their big three or their whole roster, they didn't even play together. They didn't play together in any preseason game. I believe they played the last one together, if I'm not mistaken, but it was only one out of a possible four. And then when the regular season came, they were trying to, you know, trying to learn each other, basically, trying to learn each other on the floor and in the court. And when it comes to late game execution, that's where you're supposed to trust each other. That's where you're supposed to know each other. That's where every teammate should know where every other teammate is on the floor at all times and where and they should know where each other likes, likes where they have the ball. So now as far as the Lakers go, they just look confused in crunch time. They don't know whether they want AD to be their first option. They don't know whether they want to go LeBron ball, which is what they usually do <laughs> in the fourth quarter. And then you got Russ over there saying, let me get it. Let me get it. Let me take it. I'm a star. So, um, And then you got Frank Vogel giving another game plan, which is what he wants to happen. 
So the Lakers, I feel like they're going on four different directions when it comes to uh, crunch time minutes. And that's the most important, obviously, you know, the most important part of a game. And that's where you close out games. And especially when you get to the playoffs, if you can't close close out, if you if you don't know what your go-to play is, what your go-to move is, what your go-to guy is late in the game, if you have too many options, it's okay to have one or two options because everybody should have a backup and a counter to when somebody else's counter. But um, if you don't have a go-to move, uh, excuse me, not a go-to move, a go-to plays, set plays, set strategies in crunch time, you're going to struggle. And the Lakers have absolutely none. There's none. They're just winging it when it comes to the last five minutes. And that's what I'm so concerned about because Russ is closing games. He's not closing games. Is AD the guy? Is LeBron the guy? Is LeBron playing bully ball or is he shooting threes out in the corner? At this late in the season, there's a lot of questions that still should be answered at this point. Yeah, there's definitely a, a lot of questions, and they're going to have to answer some. I mean, we were 50 games in now. Why are we still having these questions? <laughs> we 50 games in, Kyle. Come on, man. It's too late for this shit. They need to get it together quickly and fast, starting with tonight. <laughs> So when we transition to my Golden State Warriors, first mm. question, Clay Thompson return after two years. Yeah. What have you seen about Clay's game since he's returned so far? Um, I like what I, I like what I've seen so far from Clay. I think he still they still need some more time to get into the full groove of things. I think I believe he needs some more time to get his conditioning up. I believe he wanted to play some more minutes. He was saying that Kerr wanted to play more minutes. I mean, he wanted to play more minutes, but they still have him on a like a slight restriction. Um, but I see him moving well. I see still the same shooting mechanics. I mean, nobody thought he would lose the shooting stroke. So um, we knew that wasn't going anywhere. You could be 60 years old still draining those jumpers in the YMCA. Yeah. So um, that's never going to leave him. But I think his defense maybe has taken a little bit of a step back uh, this season. And that's to be, you know, um, to be known, I guess, because, you know, he's still coming back. He had a leg injury, well, two leg injuries. So not the same mobility, not the same lateral movement. So, but I've I've liked what I've seen from him as a whole, and he's only going to get better as we progress more into the season. And hopefully by playoff time, you see ninety percent of the clay that we're used to seeing. So, but I like what I've seen from him so far. So, who do you think has been impacted more by his return, Jordan mm. Poole or Andrew Wiggins? Ooh. They both have been impacted a little bit, so I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Which one more? I would say pull more. I would say pull more because he does have to come off the bench. Mm -hmm. And I think now he's really trying to do more in a limited time. So I think it messes up maybe his mental psyche. I think maybe he's pressing a little bit more, even though we know he's talented. We know he's nice. We know he can score the ball. I think maybe when he comes in, he feels like I got to get these buckets off or I got to be more impactful or I have to show Steve Kerr that I can be more impactful in a short amount of time because there's also people on that death drop playing Gary Payton the second. They can use him a lot for defensive purposes. So they now the Warriors have become a very deep team. So there's a lot of contributors from all sides. So I would say Poole has been impacted the most out of those two, but Wiggins also as well because – he definitely had to take a step back. Shots had to go down a little bit. He's an all-star to some yeah. in some eyes now. So, um, 
Um, so I would say, yeah, Poole probably is a little bit more impacted by Clay's return. Yeah, I agree. Because, you know, if you look at the backcourt in the minutes, it's just another person in the backcourt. And you're right. Mm -hmm. When Poole comes in, he's like, I got to get it because yeah. I'm probably not going to close out the game. Mm -hmm. And my number, or excuse me, my minutes are getting down where Wiggins knows he's going to play. Wiggins is going to play defense. He's still been impacted because his numbers are slightly down, but that's yes. just natural. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would agree with you on pool. Yeah. Now, if we move to the rookie, Jonathan Kaminga, mm. what do you like about his game? What do you think about his game? I like it a lot, man. I like, I like that he's, uh, he's becoming or turning into a very good utility piece. Um, so I, I always, I'm always a big component of saying this. Every championship team needs at least two utility, two, you, two utility led pieces, two high level elite uh, utility pieces. So obviously Draymond is the ultimate utility piece on the Warriors lineup and Kaminga's being, is starting to become an excellent backup to him. Now he doesn't have the, the playmaking capabilities that a Draymond has, but increased athleticism, he can still pass. He has a good feel for the game he still makes good reads he knows how to set solid picks for Steph and Clay or whoever coming off these screens and he's aggressive which is what I like I like that he's a rookie that's a little bit aggressive going to the rim and he's not shy when he when he wants to yam it on somebody he's not shy <laughs> so that's what I like about Kuminga man he's definitely not shy to take it to the rack so I gotta give him some love and as you can see he earned his minutes he's been earning his minutes in the rotation so I really like uh, what I've seen from him and the, the Warriors definitely have a nice little building block going forward with uh, with Kuminga. And who knows, maybe in the near future, Draymond could be a little expendable yeah. with, the, with, the, with the rise of Kuminga. So we'll see how that, but uh, the, the Warriors, they definitely have their hands, uh, their hands full with a nice, solid young piece. Yeah, and Wiseman is supposed to come back, uh, I think they're saying in Soon. March. And, yeah. Yeah. What concerns me about the Warriors is, they're a great team, but they are a small team. Once Looney comes out of the game, it's mm -hmm. Draymond at the five. It's mm -hmm. Belize. I can't pronounce his name. Belize. Uh, big, big Alito, whatever they big call it. at five. And <laughs> yeah. you're probably going to see the Lakers, who are big. You might see Memphis. And then if all goes well, you're going to see Phoenix. And then there's the Joker in there, too. So there's some big bodies. So yes. you're going to need something from Wiseman and Kaminga just to help out. Um, otherwise, Draymond, he, I don't think he can take on that whole thing of guarding the Joker, guarding for all those minutes. He's going to need some help. So they're going to need some of the rookies to step up a little bit in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think he could do it full time now. Maybe two, three years ago, Draymond yeah. could do it full time in the playoffs. But right now, um, you're noticing that a lot of those bigs, they just uh, saying they're like, Draymond, this mouse in the house right now. They're looking yeah. at Draymond. So, <laughs> he's too small for me. So they're, they're, a lot of them are going over the top with a lot of sore hooks. And a lot of these big men that they're playing in the West, they're skilled bigs. So they can all shoot. They can all do a nice little teardrop, little float, a little hook. So they are doing more on the floor, which is going to be harder for Draymond to guard them. But, um, so you've liked, do you like what you've been seeing from Kuminga? Do you think he needs more minutes or – how you feeling about I think him he in the needs playoffs? More, I think he needs more minutes, but it's tough to get him those mm -hmm. minutes. Um, it is. And, and part of me thinks they're taking their time with Draymond. Iguodala, mm -hmm. veteran move. He's just got to get ready for the playoffs. Yeah. So they're just trying to load in the minutes now, but that bench is going to be pretty slim come the playoff time. So it'll yes. be interesting to see who's still in the rotation. 
Yeah, I think they're going to have to go eight or nine deep, probably. So they're definitely going to be a couple of guys who are cut out of the rotation. You see, Toscano doesn't even play anymore. He hasn't mm-hmm. been playing like that. There's a couple of guys who haven't been playing as much. So um, Steve Kerr is going to have his hands full with, with the rotations, but that's not a bad problem to have because yeah. if you got pieces that you can plug in, that's a good problem. I'll tell you the team they don't want to see is Memphis because mm-hmm. John Barant's a problem for anyone, but he's a problem for the Warriors. Like yeah. They cannot stop him. They knocked yeah. him out of the playoffs last year, or they gave him the first loss last year. And mm-hmm. if they get matched up against Memphis, I think you're going to have to see a lot of Gary Payton in there because Clay is not where he was or will be defensively. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to have to play Payton. So I'm scared of John Morant. <laughs> I, hear, I hear you and he's he's ready to unleash in the playoffs so I'm, I'm excited to see him in the playoffs now is a different job now a more confident job and also um dylan brooks he plays the warriors well yes. whenever the memphis grizzlies play him and he's another guy who uh who really gives steps and problems so the grizzlies are definitely no no team uh definitely a team that no team in the west wants to see in the playoffs man so i agree and they keep getting these players that are young, like Zaire Williams. Yeah. Yep. Could, could have been a lottery pick, but he didn't play that much at Stanford. I think he got hurt. That guy's a stud. And then they got, yeah. is it Bane, the two guard? Bane. Oh, that's my guy right there. Yeah. Bane. Matt Truck, I call him, man. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a big dude, man. He's a swole guy. He is. He is. So if we move on to your team, the Phoenix Suns, I think as of today, they're like five and a half game lead. Yeah. Bringing back old players, Tory Craig. What Tory did you Craig. like about what did you like <laughs> about the pickups? They got him and Aaron Holiday. What do you think they'll add to the team? Um, I love it. I love those two pickups because um especially on the on the Tory Craig side, because that's another step in the right direction of continuity. And that's what this Phoenix Suns team has been banking on since the beginning of the year. They've been banking on continuity and it's been paying off for them. Um T Craig, he's another guy who learned the system. We, the Suns got 100% use him because in the summertime when he left for he left for more money to go to the Pacers, the Suns never really replaced him. They never really replaced him at all. They just really kind of upgraded Jalen Smith a little bit to to try to play that role. But when you look at Jalen Smith, he's more of a 4-5, but more of a 5. Tory Craig is more of a 3-4 hybrid, can also play some small ball 5. He can also step out and shoot the 3. He can play excellent defense. So I love the Tory Craig signing, and he's exactly what we needed again uh, for that playoff run to play those backup minutes with Cam Johnson. And Aaron Holiday, I think, is another low-key excellent pickup for the Suns because they're going to have to make some choices in the playoffs of whether they're going to play Alfred Payton, whether they're going to play Shamit, or whether they might play Aaron Holiday right now. Because even in the last game, you saw how Holiday was playing. He was picking up guys full court. And that's Those the type holidays of guard. can defend all of them. Can they? They must go into a school of defense. <laughs> you know, like out the womb. Out the yeah. womb. They, they can play some defense, man. So uh, he might earn himself some minutes in the playoffs. You know what? He, he's like uh, um, the like the Gary Payton, Gary Payton II yeah. over here for the Suns right now because he's playing full court D. So he might earn himself some extra minutes in the playoffs. And I really like the pickup from uh, the pickup coming. Where, where did he come from? I think the Wizards, I believe. I think he came from. Um, so they pretty much got him for free, got him for some cash consideration. So the Suns, um, another, you know, um, high value, low publicity type move that the Suns are making. So 
Um, be ready. Suns are ready for the playoffs, man. I thought the Warriors were deep. The Suns might have the deepest team in the league. Yes. I, yes, they are the deepest team in the league to me. They got a lot of guys that they can plug and play. A lot of guys they can do that. So um, the Suns, they are one of the they, – like I said, they've been banking on continuity this season in the playoffs. The, the rotation is definitely going to have to shrink a little bit. But um, if anybody gets hurt, we got a backup for a backup. So I'll take it. What I like the most is they can match up against anyone. Like, they can go yeah. small. They can go big. Right now, the Warriors, they go small. Like, when it goes big, it's it's it, it better not go big for extended minutes. Yeah. So that's what I like the Suns when they tinkered mm-hmm. with their lineup. Mm-hmm. Me too. Same as well. And if we get into your boy CP3, so I have to be honest, I couldn't stand him in Houston. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now that It was I'm hard like, as fault, man. It was hard as fault. Now that I look back on it, I think I really didn't like Harden, and I took it out yeah. on CP3. I'm liking him so much better with the Suns and Deep Book. <laughs> you know what? That's hilarious because a lot of people say that. You know what's crazy? I said that to a lot of people. I said, man, Harden is clouding your CP3 judgment when he was in Houston, man. This, that's not how CP3 normally plays, man. That, that's mm-hmm. not the type of isolation ball. Houston, they, they were a great team, but they were an eyesore for some people to watch. Yeah. And and also, you throw in Dan Tony. I, I hate Dan Tony. I, <laughs> I, I've never been a Dan Tony guy. So Dan Tony and Harden, they were clouding Chris Paul the way he was approaching the game and playing every day. And that's why he had to leave, too, because they weren't playing the, the way that he wanted to play and, and the way that a championship team to execute. So that's that's what it is, man. It was it was Harden and them. They were clouding your CP3 judgment, man. But He's been always doing this, man. He's in, and I'm proud that he's finally getting some flowers this year because yeah. usually he's the most hated. Usually people hate when I shout out for CP3 stuff, but now I get love when I shout out for CP3. They're like, listen, man, I, I see, I saw the vision that I told y'all. Is he still the streets MVP? Oh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me, Kyle. He's most definitely the streets MVP this year, too, man. This year. We'll also continue to post these on Spotify and iTunes just in a little more consolidated effort. So you'll get snippets and you can come in and watch us in our vault and listen to any other past shows. You won't miss a thing. In fact, you can watch us live. Just need a laptop, decent internet connection, or even your phone. Big Ben and K Win, our venture into No Filter Network. Please join us. Nofilter.net, there's about 80 hosts. So there's sports hosts, there's comedians, there's cooking shows, there's politics. If you want to go there, live stream, live interaction, live banter. You can make fun of K Win and Big Ben in real time. Nofilter.net, it's the future of podcasting and sports content. <laughs>